here's your host, Alexander Garrett. Well, it is another edition of the Saturday sit-down component to this podcast. I'm Alexander Garrett. And, you know, it's snowing now, so maybe people are back in the football mindset. But I want to talk at length about how this whole week no one even cared that there was an AFC or NFC championship because of this astounding baseball scandal that has cost three managers their jobs. And uh, I haven't had him on in a while, but James Simeone, welcome back to my podcast. What's up, bud? So, uh, you know, I know you're a big football fan and your eyes are on tomorrow, but would you agree that the majority of the nation didn't even know that there were games tomorrow because of the baseball scandal? I don't know if I'd say that, but I know for sure that it was overshadowed. I mean, let's talk about, well, let's use example this past weekend, right? So on this, was it Monday it dropped or Sunday it Monday dropped? Monday it dropped. Monday it dropped, right? What should have been the headline in Houston if that didn't drop? Bill O'Brien blows it again. Yeah. Bill O'Brien yep. might be the worst coach in football. 24-point lead and going into the second quarter. Gone as quick as it came in, right? And all Deshaun of the Sean Watson, mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, and Jared and uh, JJ Watt, all arguably generational talents. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Deshaun Watson's up for debate still, and he can't he can't do anything with them. He is he should have lost the Bills game. Yeah, he yep. had the Kansas City game. By he the gave rope. up forty one straight points. I know that's not all on him. The defense played terribly. Not the point. But that Monday should have been Houston radio eviscerating him. Yep. And what happens? The A.J. Hinge report comes down. Boom. Rob Manfred's like, this is what we're going to talk about for the next month. Yeah, literally the next month up until spring training. And give it to the Mets for somehow (laughs) finding a way to get involved in a scandal that had nothing to do with them. And arguably, oh, that's my phone, and arguably the, I don't know, biggest scandal since... Well, so it's Barry the biggest Bonds. team scandal because in the World Series since the 1919 Black Sox. Let's Absolutely. be honest with that. 100%. Biggest World Series team scandal. Individual scandal. The Yankees have had a couple guys who accuse it of using steroids in the World Series. But team-wise... Mm-mm, that doesn't matter, though. But, but team-wise, this was arguably the biggest thing since Shoeless Joe and the whole betting in 1919. Absolutely. But on your point with the Mets, how... Embarrassing, oh, embarrassing is it that that Brody goes on and says, "Yeah, we we didn't ask him about the report coming out." Well, the out. thing is that if th- somebody on the Mets should have known that report was remotely like like if you if you're in the Mets front office, if you're in baseball's front office, right? Any baseball front office, you should know a report is somewhere like that. Sure, he was on that team. The idea that they didn't do their due diligence to yeah. check. If he was part of it in any way whatsoever is mind-blowing, except for the fact that we're talking about the Mets, so not really. And it's typical. Now, so uh, I, I also wonder if now Steve Cohen's going to back off on the deal after no all way. this. No way, dude. He's I'm a kidding. scumbag he, himself. Yeah, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't back off. He's, but. he's uh, I think what he's had multiple legal issues. I think he paid, I think I was listening to the fan yesterday. Okay. And somebody said, now I'm, don't quote me on this, but somebody said he paid something like a billion dollars to avoid going to jail for his own. Jeez. I think he, Steve, you know, Steve Cohen is apparently the basis for oh, the show Billions. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I've heard of that. I mean. Well, are you surprised the Mets would sell to someone that quote unquote low? The Wilpons gotten a 
scheme with Bernie Madoff. So yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Well, and but let me ask you, where do the Wilpons go from here with Brody? Because here's the thing: what's happening with Brody is like a terrible. It's just a terrible movie in a sense, and if he's trying to keep his job, I think he's doing a terrible job. But they may just let him keep his job. They're not going to get rid of him now because of the situation they're in. I feel like if if Carl if if Carlos Beltran had a terrible season this year, mm-hmm. he'd probably be out the door. Sure, but now with what's going on, they're going to find. First of all, this is his. I'm not saying Carlos Beltran would have been a bad manager, but this man just got a huge break, break that's like, hey, Buck Showalter. Yeah. Now, yeah. I know that knowing the Mets, that's not going to happen. And I know they had a couple runners-up. Runner-up? Runner-up? Yeah, name. Luis Rojas is in the mix. Yeah, and they're whoever names. their bench coach is right now, I think. Well, you know who they manage for their Brooklyn team, and I don't know if he still does, was Eddie Edgardo Alfonso, right? So I thought... I don't know if they're going to bring guys up from there, but, but but either way. So you're not expecting a Dusty or a Buck Walter to come I, to New York? I, I don't love Dusty Baker. I don't think he did a great job with the team he had in Washington. He had a lot of talent on that team and didn't really go anywhere. So I don't know how much I love that, but Buck, it's I, I would love it to happen, mm-hmm. but I don't believe Buck Walter is going to the Mets, well, but that would be fantastic. And one more thought on this. The offseason from the Mets seemed to be cursed the minute that Girardi got signed with the Phillies. After that happened, everything went downhill. For well, I don't remember what the situation was, but I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure losing him to the Phillies is mm-hmm. is going to haunt the Mets for Absolutely. sure. Because, one, he has to see them. They have to see him the most. Yes. In, yep. Including everybody else in the division. But – it it almost I have a feeling and I don't I don't remember how everything went down. It's been a while. I have a feeling that they lowballed him mm. and it's and it's just such a Mets move to lowball somebody that could definitely help your franchise. Say what you want about him as the Yankees manager. He has a championship ring under his belt. That's right. And he did a lot with a little over a couple of those years. He so. did. Well, and one other thing about that is so he ends on a very bad note with the Yankees and one guy was I think he was anonymous said how bad he was a manager, how evil he was in the clubhouse. Dude's just trying to win games. He's pushing his guys. That's just how I see. I guess. I mean, it all depends on your perspective. You have to look at it as there's – and now was it a player, an ex-player that said this? I think I heard – yeah, I think I read it was an ex-player. Okay. I mean, probably someone who didn't get the love from him that they wanted, but maybe other players did, and I don't see that many speaking out. I don't either. There's plenty of – think about how many ex-players are on – well, to share a love, Girardi. Well, saying to share is the next player that's on TV. Yep. Uh, CC Sabathia's got his own podcast. I never hear him talk about him, as far as I know. Not in that way. Anyway. Uh, Alex Rodriguez never says anything about him. Mm-mm. So Derek Jeter's never said anything about him. He's right. still in the public eye ish. So there's plenty of Yankees that don't say anything about someone who uh, managed for at least for ten a, years. At least ten years, yeah. right? So. so so he he closes out the old stadium and he brings us into the new and wins the championship the first year in the new. Okay. Uh, wrapping up on this, I want to get your thoughts because I truly believe we've not seen the end of being people named. We saw Larusa get named yesterday. I mean, is this is this just the beginning of other players or managers being outed? The Larusa thing is nonsense. That's someone who's bitter. Whoever said that is ridiculous. Was that about the nineteen eighties white? It was like the nineties. <laughs> it was some absurd number. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the guy who said it 
wasn't even in the league when LaRusso was do, right. playing. Right. And he, I think he managed, uh, was managing on his team the, at the White point. Sox. So it's nonsense. There, There's going to be no end to this only because it's impossible to monitor this. Yeah. As you can go through every team, what are you going to do? Fire everyone? Speaking of fire, Mike Fires has mainly been defended. What What are your thoughts on him coming out about this? Well, as a fan of the mafia, I don't believe in rats. But no, he he did well. Yes, he did the right thing. But yes, there's got to wow, be a butt there. Yeah, that's such a crossing the line thing. I get it. You don't want to be part of the team that cheated. You don't want to be the guy who was okay with it when they when everything comes and but he still has down. a World Series ring, which is just. But that's the thing, though. Like uh-huh. he gets to keep his ring, and he gets to rat out all his teammates, and get his and former manager fired. I, I mean. Look, it sounds like somebody who had either a con a crisis of conscience, or somebody who was just bitter with how things may exactly. have ended with the team. Well, that's, and what that's I'm wondering the issue. Too. And and see, I can't. I can't defend Jessica Mendoza because I kind of know where I, I I get it what she was yeah, saying. Yeah, she was like but, attacking uh, she went him, right? All, yeah, she was all, going off on him. Jessica Mendoza, I love her. I I love her. I mean, it was stupid for her to what she did, how she was like accosting him for it. But I mean, I get where she's coming from. She, when you're in a locker room, right? Well, let me ask There's you this. a bond that's hard to break. Yeah, Why ahead. can't we question Fires' motives? Why do we have to all of a sudden think he's such a hero for this? Well, it's that he's not wrong. That's why he's a hero. It's because he's not wrong. Sure. And if you look at it like this, he probably said to himself, mm-hmm. people got away with something that affected everyone else's careers. You right. gotta look. I mean, you hear CC Sabathia how upset he oh, was. He's pissed. Yeah, he's furious it. about we should have won. Blah blah. First of all, you didn't win. It's over. Get over it. But you, I, I guess I, I have to assume it was a cry. It was a conscience. Like I don't know if I can live with this. I'm going to have to tell the story. And he did to the athletic, who, by the way, were the reason. So the, the funny thing is, they were the ones that broke the story. Now that they were the ones that were reporting that Beltron was gone. So it's oh. like a full circle thing there. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let, let's put this behind us. I know it's not going to be because these teams are this team, this Astro team, right. and the and the Red Sox yeah. are still going park to park this year. Heavy scrutiny Absolutely. every game they go to, every park they go and to. And if I'm the Yankees and I'm any of these other teams, I am not saying a word. And they haven't been so just far. because there's the small chance that your team is doing it too. Yeah, and I know that's another, where yeah. you can't because like a guy like CC is going off right now. Sure. Right. But they find out that he's that his team's doing it, and he's going to look like an idiot. Well, and MLB has told every team not to say anything. But I don't know how you could be the Dodgers and not say something because that was... Dodgers are apparently part of it too. But I that's the thing; that who's yet. not? I that's guess your... so. Anyway, well, and whatever. so we'll have to see how this goes when spring training hits. Uh, I thought we'd get past it once the winter meetings hit. We we clearly didn't because here we are. But tomorrow is two very big football games. We've got the Niners and the Packers. We've got the Titans and the Chiefs. A, it doesn't have pizzazz here because it's not a Northeastern-driven game now. We don't have the Patriots, the Jets, or Giants. We don't have it here in New York. Yeah, here in New York. New York doesn't. This The only thing this is going to affect is the fact that Jersey's got gambling. Right. And we will all be on that app. 
<laughs> well, but it's true that there's nobody here that we're going to root. I mean, I I know we're all going right. to root for somebody. But Investing interest now. I now I on the other hand, I have I am a Vikings fan. You know this. I do know this. So I hate both San Francisco right now, and I will forever hate the Packers. But that game is the best one mm-hmm. because I have a feeling that this the the, the Chiefs game. Could yes. end horribly for one of the. I don't think it'll be a close game, in my opinion. I think it's either going to be the mm-hmm. Titans just running all over them, slowing the game down against the Chiefs, right, and winning by like like twenty one to like seven or something, and really slowing it down. Or the Chiefs are going to obliterate that offense. Yeah, well, they could go forty one answered again this week. Exactly. Week. Now, but I will tell you, I'm a little bit of a history geek when it comes to sports. And I just thought how funny it was that the actual Dolphins a week before uh, put the Patriots in the wild card round by winning in the last second. And then the former Dolphins QB, Ryan Tannehill, actually knocks the Patriots out. What a small world that was. And actually, he's had a resurgence in, in Tennessee, hasn't he? Ryan Tannehill has had an incredible—he got a—how do I put this— um, he got a life-changing opportunity money-wise because the contract that he's going to get this offseason, mm-hmm. people are going to be like, that's too much money. But it's not. And I think people need to take a mo- – I, I don't mean to get on my soapbox here. Go but like, for it. Everyone's coming at people like, how can they pay that much money for these quarterbacks? There are only about 12 quarterbacks in this league that you might trust with the football. The Vikings have Kirk Cousins, and he's a might. He's yeah. less than might on some on some occasions, but that you you might trust Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady's wavering. Right. You got Deshaun Watson. You have Patrick Mahomes. You got uh, Lamar Jackson. You got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, and uh, you have Drew Brees. Did you mention Drew, Drew Brees? Brees yeah. My apologies. You got Drew Brees. So you've got. Um, a- I, I mean, and you think Tannehill maybe. You think Tano could be in that could conversation? Could be in that, but, I, but you have to pay these guys. Yep. Look at the the Dolphins with a really good quarterback. Right. Are not the worst team in the league. They're not, are not even close to the worst team. They're a decent team. I like because they put they put they had five wins this season, which was way more than we thought going into it. But I do like Fitzpatrick. I think he brings sort of a, yeah, a, but he's, a streak a, to but it. But you know how Fitzpatrick is. He goes to a team, does well. Coming off the bench, then they give him the starting role and he blows it. Now the thing with Tannehill is it, it it is sort of like the Wentz Foles dynamic, right? So Mariota is their guy, and once he's healthy, he'll probably well. No, that's not the health. It has nothing to do with health. It was not. They the benched him because Mariota was terrible. Really? See, uh, I did not follow yeah. that. Right. So Mariota was awful, and okay. Vrabel just said, "I'm doing this," and he put in Tannehill, and Tannehill. Changed his whole entire career in one season. But let's say thanks to the King and Derek, Derek Henry. Henry. Yeah, and I don't know if you had him on your fantasy team this year, but I did not. My fantasy team was stacked with Lamar Jackson, Michael Thomas, and Dalvin Cook. So what? What is champion? He... By the way, let me let me put that on the record. Champion. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Thomas, um, Lamar Jackson. We'll get to in a second because he's such a great story to talk about. Week in and week out, he beat the Patriots too. By the way, uh, in the regular season. But to this, so the Tannehill Mariota thing, does does a great rest of the year for him still mean he has a starting job next year? Or I think where he's getting a he's getting a starting job next year, one way or the other. It's just whether he stays with Tennessee 
or if he finds a home somewhere well, else management that's going to pay him a little more. Well, management want Vrabel to just hit Mariota, who has been their top draft pick the last few years? Yeah. Well, they, no, no. Mariota's gone. Mariota's going to find a new home. Now, I actually think somebody's going to try and turn him into the quarterback people hoped he could be. Right. And at this point, it's someone who doesn't make a lot of big plays, didn't throw a lot of turnovers, but isn't getting you ball, isn't winning you ball games in any way whatsoever. Well, and I remember when he first came out of Oregon, everybody was hyped up about him. Wow, him and James Winston, they came together. Lo- looking it was a package at package deal. And then it just I remember Mariota did get hurt one of the years he was in the league. Right. And I that probably changed that was, his but... maybe changed his well, career path. Well, I just a think the thing is with Mariota is he wasn't very aggressive. He was like a I mean, if anything, he was more Alex Smith than anyone because he just he got in the red zone, made plays, didn't turn the ball over. But nothing like, I'm going to throw it downfield and make this play. As a runner, yes, he can make some plays, but that wasn't his go-to. No, Maybe he, won- he wanted to throw the ball more, all the time. Which is fine. But I just think someone will say, and I don't know if it's possible because I don't know how good a thrower he is, mm. but maybe with what John Harbaugh has done with Lamar Jackson, someone will say, I'm going to stop being stubborn. Right. And I'm going to build my offense around this quarterback instead of trying to force this quarterback into, into an offense that I believe in. Right. It's not, you can't throw a square peg into a round hole. It's not how it works. Well, and that's what Harbaugh has been able to do. He sort of centered that offense around uh, Jackson. But, you know, Lamar was very humble after he lost. I guess they called him into the room and said, hey, what can we improve on? And he nailed it, what he had to improve on. He was like, oh, I don't have to change anything. He knew. He had changes to make. He's a second-year quarterback, but I think he's one of the more impressive second years that I've seen in a yeah. while. Yeah, well, they. what did everyone say all season? If the Ravens get behind, they, they're not. I'm not sure they're going to be able to pull it out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because from pull, because the way they play, it's hard for them to come from a, come from behind or come from right, down. Right, 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 right. With, with Lamar, you mean, or just with, with that offense. Like, if they're down, and they, and it showed that being down by, I think they were down at one point, like 21 to something. Yeah, it was, it was not it pretty. It was tough for Lamar Jackson to make up for it, the way that the offense is, you know, it's a running style mm-hmm. offense. He can throw it, but then now he's forced to throw it 30 times when he doesn't have, when normally he doesn't have to mm-hmm. because they're, they're already up by 20. Here's the thing, though. I saw Lamar Jackson get obliterated last year's playoffs. Remember? Oh, yeah. He played yeah. the Chargers. He was yep. destroyed. It was terrible. He dish, he comes into this season as was arguably the best. He was the best player in the league this season. True, yep. He's probably going to win MVP, most likely. He goes to the playoffs after what was three weeks rest, which for him, not for the team, but for mm-hmm. him, was three weeks rest. Probably not great for him going into that game. But I'm not going to give him excuses. He did not play his best football. No, he did not. But from what I saw from him failing at the end of last season to the way he's played this season, I only imagine he's going up from here. I think he is. I don't think the league is going to be able to figure out. He's going to figure out what he did wrong, and he's going to give the league more trouble. So don't if you guys are worried about Lamar Jackson and you're everyone <laughs> who's excited to be like, I told you he'd blow it. Calm down. They're a Super Bowl team waiting to happen. Now, we don't just talk NFL. We don't talk just MLB. We both follow the NBA and the NHL. Let's talk about the NBA. You're a Nets fan and how they've looked. I mean, we're in January now. They've had some tough losses on the road and and at home. I mean, they've had some tough games here. Let's see. We missed Kyrie for a while. He was out from November, December or something to 
about three about a week ago, not even. The Nets have <clears throat> the net. I thought in this off season, I wanted to keep D'Angelo Russell, but I understood getting Kevin Durant means taking Kyrie means getting rid of D'Angelo Russell. I get it. Even D'Angelo Russell himself recently said, "If you have a chance to take them both, you do it." Okay, fine. But since they've been on the team, all we've had is injuries and nonsense off the court where all I'm hearing is Kyrie's this, Kyrie's that, he's emotional, he's a problem. First of all, who is leaking that information if you're the Nets? Find out and fire him because that's that's how you destroy an organization from within. But Kyrie himself coming out and and talking about his own play, his own teammates like we need help you're you you name teammates that need help and then you didn't name the other teammates which means those are the guys you're exiling from your locker room yeah yeah you have to be smarter than that and they've not really controlled his social media i know he's been posting a lot on his stuff well it's kevin, well, kevin durant loves to post and i i don't care about what kevin durant's doing right now just right. because he's not in it right now he's he's, he's an awesome fan for the team next year is our year that's what nets fans keep saying but if you're the nets you need to find a way to you tell kyrie look i don't mind you speaking your mind Right, but let's keep everything in house. Don't mention who you are. Don't mention what we do. What we do is in this locker room, and he did make that a point. He said, "If you're not in the locker room, you're not yeah. a part of it." Yeah. Fine, but the Nets are in the situation I thought they'd be. They're going to be fighting for the eighth seed probably, and they're not going to be a very good team. And then we're going to get a couple pieces in the off season, and we're going to win a championship next well, year. Count on it. I still think they always they 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 were because they had the playoff run a little bit last year. They were expected to get back there this year, so that's pretty right. Devastating. Absolutely, but I, I it's not over yet, and the East is not very good. The bottom of the East and the bottom of the West are so bad that it's pretty much anyone's ball game. What? Yeah, I don't. I it's and then I'm a Nick fan, and I don't. I'm not happy right now. I thought when they fired Fizdale that might be an answer, but it seems like it's just not the answer. They've won a couple of games with their coach Mike Miller, but. Honestly, if you're a Knicks fan, there there's nothing that you can tell a Knicks fan right now that gives them hope. Giannis and next year, no, that's not happening. Giannis is not coming to the Knicks. Oh, I don't think if so. Ya, if if Giannis Antetokounmpo comes to the Knicks, I will stop being a Nets fan and I will move because well, I can't watch the Knicks be better than the Nets again. But if you're a Knicks, but in all seriousness, if you're a real Knicks fan, you've been through it, and I've seen you guys go through it because. I've been around watching basketball since about 2001. I was a kid, so the Knicks have been bad since then, except for maybe the 2012 season. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's not remotely okay. Oh, not for the Knicks anyway. I I think I told you this story. I was watching Adam Silver last year. Uh, Around this time at the All-Star Game um, press conference, He's like, yeah, we need more parity. We need better markets. And I'm just like, well, what about your number one market, New York? What are you going to do with them? How are you going to fix them? Well, he, would, should, yeah, he has I, no I responsibility to fix them. Who has the responsibility to fix that team? Charles Dolan himself. Or James, James Dolan, Dolan himself. You got it. Yeah. And uh, what it, I hear he dedicates a lot more time to the Rangers than he does the Well, Knicks. the Rangers are winning, so I'm guessing. And also maybe, <clears throat> I mean, he, just, he owns Madison Square Garden. Right? Yes, he does, yep. But... Maybe it's something where he just doesn't care about the basketball. He knows, maybe because he believes, I have to put out some sort of product for the Rangers because 
hockey is not as big a sport and I won't have the fans. With the Knicks, he can just cause controversy and have people will show up. Yep, Knicks fans so are true. so real. Yep. And I say this wholeheartedly. There is no fan like a Knicks fan. Because they, and much like the Jets, and it's a New York state of mind, blue collar nonsense. The Knicks are all about bring your lunch pail to work with you. We're going in. We're going to fight. Mm-hmm. They have not been that for 20 plus years. That's over. Yeah. Yeah. And they've, they've never rebranded themselves and never tried to do something different. And they bring in coaches after coach and they, they, they bring coach after coach and there's no stability in the front office. It's a mess. And there's nothing they can do about it because why does anyone – Kevin Durant literally said, why do I want to go to James Dolan when I can go somewhere that like that right. I want? He kicked out Charles Oakley from the from the, he banned from him. the garden. He banned him. One of the most beloved Knicks was kicked out of the garden. And the guy who choked out PJ, they put him on the big screen, Latrell's pre-roll. You just so. can't do that. Well, let's take a quick look at the bigger picture in the league. I've been following it. I mean, the Bucks. Just keep winning, right? I mean, Giannis is unbelievable. He's the best player in basketball. And it's that close, that pick, that, that changed the whole culture of the NBA, wouldn't you say? What do you mean? Getting, the, getting Giannis in this well, league changed the whole culture. At getting Giannis at the, I think it was like the 13th pick? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, when he came in, he was a skinny, scrawny kid. And he's bulked up, and he has been given, that the kid has got, the perfect amount of handle for someone his size, <clears throat> and if and exceeding that even because there's guys his size that can't even dribble a basketball. He can run the floor like yeah. a deer, no pun intended with the Bucks. <laughs> he can pass. He's got wonderful vision, and when he gets double teamed, he passes out of it. Is he a good shooter? No. Can he shoot it? Yes. Has he made some big shots? Absolutely. Free throws got improved. That's about it. Defensively, he could be defensive player of the year. That's how good he is. Wow. And On we see team, him for his dunks. We don't really see him for his blocks, right? Oh, he's done both, though. But, yeah, well, he's done. Well, the thing is, all right, let's put it this way. Okay. He's basically Shaquille O'Neal running the floor with the ball in his hand rather than running without it. Okay, got gotcha. That's terrifying. Shaquille O'Neal wasn't a great dribble. He could dribble. It's just not the way the NBA was set up back then. It was just set up for him to be in the paint and dominate. That, those that days are it. over, obviously, <laughs> that right? That was it, yep. Giannis can take it from one end of the floor to the other in about five steps, dunk on your family, and change the game's momentum completely. He is the best player in basketball, hands down. Well, and and um, just I know Milwaukee has been on the up and up for the last few years to begin with. So this is their year. Who's the supporting pieces who, that we well, may not know of? Chris Middleton was an all-star last year. He's solid. Very, He's a solid basketball. I don't know how he's going to be in the playoffs again. He didn't have a great playoffs last year. Eric Bledsoe needs to be the third best player on that team. I think Charles Barkley said that best, too. Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe need to be two and three on that team all the time for that, and they will win it. They will win a championship with that team. They're very good on defense. Brooke Lopez from the Nets. Yeah, yeah. After a few trades, a couple, uh, I think he went to the Lakers and with Milwaukee. I mean, there might have been a team in there. I don't remember. Um, he is now an efficient three-point shooter. Which he was not remotely in New York. In, no, in not at all. He, they he they made fun of him ball. for that. In fact, I he think. can shoot the ball with range. He's his nickname is Splash Mountain. His brother Robin Lopez is also on the team. Okay, defensive enforcer. It's what he does. He comes in. He fouls a couple of guys. He plays pretty good defense. Um, 
George Hill, another guy on that team, he's okay. leading the league in three-point percentage with at around 50%. That is outrageous. Yeah. Okay, so there's guys on this team, okay. really good players, that are helping this team win. And in the East, they're destroyed. I'm sure you can look at the standings. What do they have over the second team in the East? I mean, they are seven games ahead oh, of the— The second the team heat. in the East. The Heat, yep. And I'm a, the Heat? Think about that. The Miami Heat, who yeah. had no business being in the playoffs this season. And then, of course, they've been routing the Celtics and the Sixers. I mean, the Celtics been... were a team that I thought I, I still trust them a little bit, but they got to get they got to be a hundred percent healthy. And that's the other thing I think people forget about basketball. It's like in football, as as even unless you're losing your quarterback, you can miss a couple guys and somehow work your way into the the Super Bowl. Sure, that's never happening in basketball. If you're missing one, two guys, it's over. The season's over. Look at. The go- I'm, I was going to go there. Look Golden at the Warriors. Warriors. Now, yeah, they're missing super key pieces, but they lose Kevin Durant to the Nets. Yep. Steph Curry goes down at the beginning of the season, which was the best thing that could have ever happened to him because he would not have been able to carry this team into oh, wins, no, no, and people no. would have been telling us how he shouldn't be MVP and never been an MVP and all this nonsense. And I don't want to hear that. He's one. Of the, he's the biggest game changer in NBA history, next to maybe like Kareem. Well, he would like make Mike. shots like Chamberlain would make in a sense, right? I mean, what do you mean? Well, I know they redefined the rules for Wilt Chamberlain, so in a sense, well, that- I mean, well, they got rid of well once well when Mike when Michael Jordan was playing, they got rid, after Michael retired, I believe they got rid of the or they or I don't remember when the hand check rule came in, but since the hand check rule has been eliminated, guys have basically just been doing whatever they want and right. really creating great offense for these guys. Steph Curry can't be hand checked. So they can't bump him. So he's just going to go at him, and he's going to shoot, the, and he can shoot the ball. From and I anywhere. know everybody knows this already, but literally anywhere he wants. But he also and, can drive when he wants to drive. He right, can drive. and the thing is, they ran, the, I swear the Warriors ran the same play every game where it was a high, a high ball screen at the top corner of the key, high, above the three-point line. They would double-team Steph Curry. And he would just drop it over to Draymond Green, who's running in the middle of the floor. He would either kick it out to a wide-open Clay Thompson or a wide-open Kevin Durant. Right. Or if those guys close out on them, he would throw a lob to the middle, to the center. They ran this play over and over again, and it worked to perfection because they had to worry about Steph Curry shooting from 28 from 30 feet. Right. That's crazy. Well, and of right. course, now that I remember, now they mentioned Draymond, I mean, there was a lot of internal fuel going on. That's partly how that dynasty Kevin Durant ended up, ended up, up. leaving. But I think Kevin Durant just knew it was time for him to be the man. Not that he wasn't the best player on that team, but you're not going to be the man on that team because Steph will be the man forever right. in Golden That's State right. Warrior history. He'll be beloved, let's be right. honest. Right. Uh, but so the Lakers are back where they're really supposed to be. I mean, I've always seen them as the. The, the West, you know, and yep. now they're back up there. So. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about the run that the Lakers have had over the years, right? If All right, let's, we can even go back. We can go way back to the 60s where they were constantly playing the, the 50s the, and 60s. Lake, they were the constantly Celtics. playing the Celtics. Now they were losing those games because they went up against the greatest team ever assembled. Right. But uh, in, a, in a team, in a league with a few teams and all the players were on that team. <laughs> yep. And they had Bill Russell, who's arguably the best defensive center who ever lived. But... You go from there, the 70s, some rough times, but some championships in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, they get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from the Bucks after he just won a championship with them. They have a couple of rough years, but he's winning MVPs, and then they get the best point guard 
in the history of the sport. You can argue that too, but I think that's probably where it's at. He he takes them on a five championship run. Yes, he does. And yeah. there's a tiny little lull when he leaves when Michael Jordan dominates the nineties. Yeah. But okay. Now you get Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. They win three championships. Uh it's a little bit when they Shaq leaves, what are they gonna do? Well, they get Pal Gasol. Kobe wins two more championships. Yeah, they did win a couple and more. And they're constantly in the playoffs. And uh well yeah, when now they mm-hmm. have LeBron James, top three player in the world. Anthony Davis, top five player in the world. But we cannot mistake that they're, they've recovered. This is the year they've recovered from actually the engineering of, and God rest his soul, but David Stearns taking away CP3 from the Lakers changed that franchise. For the net. For Absolutely. The, almost forever until and LeBron came And it brought out. the Clippers yeah. into, into uh, some sort of notoriety, having them with Chris Paul Blake and DeAndre Jordan Taking the town over for a tiny bit. Right. Let's not act like they own the town. Right. But taking it over for a tiny bit, getting the opportunity. You have to think how deep this goes, right? So he cancels that trade. Right. They go to, he goes to the Clippers. Clippers get notoriety. Clippers become a team that's a threat in the playoffs. Uh-huh. The Clippers find a new owner after Donald Sterling yeah. does his nonsense after they get Doc Rivers. Remember, Doc Rivers was on the team and he was like, I can't coach this team with this. Players were not liking him. They get a new owner. That new owner has all the money in the world. He right. makes this, he wants to keep this team exciting. He's interested in keeping this team exciting. Now they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And they're a possible championship team. And they are right now just third in the in the West. So they're, yeah, they're and right they're, up there. And with their guys taking rest days, which we I do don't don't even want to get into. <laughs> well, and we'll we'll have to follow the rest of it. The Rockets, you know. That was kind of the team I was going for because they were standing up to China. Their GM was standing up to China, and I thought that was very admirable. You were rooting for that? I was rooting for that. I get that. Um, and then when I realized Harden actually apologized to China, I felt really sad about that. But anyway, since that whole thing, they're still playing steady, fifth fifth in the division. Yeah, but they're not, they don't have— But they don't have that pizzazz that they used to, no? It's not the pizzazz. I just don't know if their style of play will win games in the playoffs. I mean, as as much as you want to say, James Harden is the best scorer I've watched in quite some time. I don't know if about all time we can talk about that. That's another conversation for another day. But defensively, they're giving up a lot of baskets. They're obviously a three-point shooting team, and they had a. They were. I was. I was watching them against uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Team on the rise. Watch out for them. They. Uh, they were. They were getting open looks, but they were missing threes, and it was like ten straight possessions. First of all, the basketball was terrible to watch, but it cost them. Right. Instead of getting up to the basket, and eventually James Harden said, "Screw it, I'm going to the basket," and got a layup and brought their momentum back a little bit. But the point is that that style of basketball, and Ch- Char- give Charles Barkley credit again, says if you become a jump-shooting team, you could you will really lose. You don't have Steph Curry on that team. Right. You have Russell Westbrook, who's not a good three-point shooter. P.J. Tucker's a, a, okay, but only from the corner. Uh, House is a good three-point shooter in Harden. But Eric Gordon's on and off lately, so you ha- that team doesn't well, play good defense, and they're giving up threes, which lead to fast breaks. And, I mean, I'll never forget watching them miss 27 threes in that and game. Exactly. And that cost them. That cost Exactly. Them. People say, oh, well, they lost Chris Paul. Yeah, well, they, uh, they the, also missed 27 They threes. also missed 27 threes. But yeah, losing Chris Paul sucked. But what, what, I, what, what I'm telling you now is 
if James Harden is going to dribble the basketball for a half an hour and shoot it or kick it out, right? and that's your whole game plan, you're not, teams are, you're not going to get to the finals, and you are not going to win. Especially the other guy in this conference, Luca, is is named every night. He's on a highlight reel, and he's changed the culture, and he's changed the way the Jazz are playing. Now, no, right? Mavericks. Sorry, the Mavericks are playing. Well, the Mavericks had, obviously, that amazing run with Dirk, right, yeah. all those years. And then for two years, they're a bad team, but nothing terrible. I, I can compare the Mavericks a little bit to, like, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. I think their coaches are extremely similar, where they're – probably some of the best coaches of their era that don't get the credit they deserve. And they worked with an old group, Ray Lewis, right. Ed Reed, Joe Flacco, Dirk, Jason Kidd, all these guys. They get their one championship ring. They got to turn to a new leaf, and they both get Luka Doncic and Lamar Jackson. I think it's a very sim- they have very similar situations. And, and they're making the best of both. Dallas is going to be a problem for the rest of the league if guys see I get to play with Luca, who's willing to pass the ball, he can win us games. And I have Kristaps Porzingis, who when he gets his act together finally yeah. and really yeah. healthy, he's going to be a problem. Seven three shooting threes, come on. Yeah, and that was still one of the best signings for the Knicks, even pe- even though it ended oh, pretty Knicks. badly. Well, all they right. got Dennis Smith Jr. out of that, and he's been terrible. You know, I'll <laughs> be honest. The only sports talk I hear in town, by the way, is on podcasts or it's on. Radio. I don't hear people talking like you and I do on the subway anymore or anywhere. Like the the idea of sports in New York has dissipated, hasn't it? Yeah, been? it's tough though. You got to think, right? Like New York's got what going on for it? Well, we've got I a mean, mess on our hands. In other words, the Mets just had to fire their their yeah, their, yep. their their manager, right? The Knicks have nothing going for them. The Brooklyn's going to take a year waiting for Kevin Durant to get back, right. and there's been nonsense in that. Jets and Giants missed the playoffs again. Jets and Giants missed the playoffs. They got new coaches, but once the coaches went away, you know, it's like, okay, they got their coach. No, I didn't even hear people talk about Jason Garrett so far. Right. And he just got hired as the offense coordinator for the Giants. I misread Jason. I thought it said Alex. but uh, You thought it was Alex Garrett? I fired. thought so. <laughs> but my point is that it's kind of the Rangers aren't great. The Devils aren't great. The Yankees uh, haven't won the in Yankees years. And the Yankees aren't uh, aren't really a topic right now because they signed their guy and that's it. Right. It's a lull in New York. And for some reason, luckily on the sports sh- talk shows, they have stuff to talk about because they <laughs> did just get a new coach. Yep. And this Astros scandal directly affected the Yankees, so they get right. to complain about it for eight and hours. And Boston scandal also affecting Ugh. the Yanks. Boston. It's all uh but but I just feel like the the culture of sports talk is 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 on the radio or podcast, not so much in person. Well, you anymore. also have to remember now that it's it's in our face twenty four seven. Right. So there's nothing to lose. Like I don't need to talk to you about it because I've already gotten my information from 75 And who wants people. another opinion, you know? No, no one does. Nobody wants my opinion, and I'm on your show right now. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, I was going to say one more thing. So James not only likes the uh, Nets, he likes the Vikings. He does like a little more local, with the, and he likes the Mets. He also likes the Devils. And let me tell you, for two days in this season, we've seen them get rid of their head coach before a game and then the GM last week. I wouldn't call me a Devils fan. I don't really care about hockey in any way whatsoever, but I do because my friends care about it. Okay. And I try to get involved. And this is what I can tell you about the Devils. Okay. Two years ago, they were talked about as one of the teams on the rise, and now they're a team looking for life. Something, yes. They had to get rid of their best player. 
Taylor Hall. <laughs> they had to get rid of their best yep. player. Yep. So I don't know what that tells you about them. All I know is that basketball season is over hockey season all day, baby. Well, for many it is. I mean, hockey sort of comes into play in April for, for a lot of people. Right. It's like, oh, and, and look, we love the playoffs. Everyone loves playoff hockey. You don't have to be a fan of hockey to like playoff hockey. It's right. a strange some momentum shift that happens. And when and I'm telling you, Rangers playoff hockey is electric in New yep. York for yep. sure. Well, I think the Rangers are going to be up there. I mean, they've had some weird losses, some good wins. They've been the the high the, the thing coming into this year in hockey was supposed to be look at the incoming of Jack Hughes and Kako. Mm-hmm. Well, actually Panarin stolen the the show for the Rangers. I mean, right. Kako's good, but Panera, it's been the Panarin show, and it was supposed to be because he was the biggest acquisition of the offseason sure. for the Rangers. Meanwhile, the Devils' biggest acquisition, P.K. Subban, I mean, he's not driving the team like they hoped he would. Yeah, I mean, when they signed him, I, my friends got really excited, but I, I don't want to speak on something I don't totally understand, but for him, for them to get a defenseman, and people were saying that's not all they were missing. As understandable as why is is for the reasons they're not playing as well. I don't think Subban's a problem. I right. just think they needed more, and the fact that they had to trade Taylor Hall and start over essentially. With I know they got a I know they got a young core, but the point is that was part of it. And he wants to go somewhere else. I think my thing is I thought when they got rid of him, all they were thinking was John Tavares, John Tavares, yeah. John Tavares. Yeah. So is what it is. Well, and Tavares is staying in Toronto. All right, prediction for tomorrow. Do you want to make one or, or what? Okay. Um, Packers, 28. Okay. 49ers, 24. So your arch nemesis wins tomorrow. Yes, because I want to see Aaron Rodgers crying when he loses the Super Bowl. And I'm going to say Chiefs, 35, Tennessee, 21. I was going to go for Mahomes, but then I realized it's the 20th anniversary of uh, Remember the Titans. I'm not going to say they're okay. going to win. I'd like to see the Titans But don't win. forget what it also is. It's the hunt, it's the 100th year, right? The NFL? Yeah, the NFL 100. What was Super Bowl one? Green Bay. And? And the, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. Well, that would there. be kind of history repeating itself, wouldn't it? That's right. Anyway, I'm Alexander Garrett. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy your conference ch- championship Sunday. And... If you are looking for conspiracy theories about the baseball scandal, don't. You're going to drive yourself absolutely crazy. Just let things play out. And the chips fall where they may. I'm Alexander Garrett. Have a great day.